I'm going to keep it simple, okay? Here we go. Because I have been so excited to say it for the past couple of months, let's just get into it. Welcome to my Basic Bible Babes and Bros. This is the Basic Bible Babe podcast. I am your Basic Bible Babe, Brooke Ashley, and I am so happy to be back. I was out for the past couple of months working on some projects, one project in particular, um, and that is not done, but I felt the urge that I had to come back um, this this podcast is important to me. You are important to me. So I want to thank you so much for coming back and listening. I, it truly means the world to me. We will be starting with the book of Genesis. As you can see today, we're not starting with the book of Genesis. I have a couple of messages that have been placed on my heart since I have been gone. So I'm going to get through those and then when we get to the book of Genesis, I'll let you know, or you'll see it. <laughs> Not a lot has happened since I've been gone that you would care about. <laughs> a lot has happened in my personal life, but I just want to get started with the things that I feel like the Lord is telling me to tell you. All right. So let's go ahead and do that. Today's message came from a gentle correction from the Lord that whooped me, that punched me in the gut. The Lord's execution was gentle, but when I felt the weight of what the correction meant, boy, it hurt so much. That being said, this is a heavy and humbling message with offensive topics and insight into my own sin and rebellion that I struggle with to this day. So I pray that you come in with understanding and an open heart to hear what God has laid on me. I spoke this message to my church originally, and... Um, the incident that spawned this all happened on a Monday, and I was happened to be speaking that Wednesday. So the timing was crazy. Um, the incident happened, and I remember I was getting ready to speak, and I felt the Lord say, like, I want you to talk on this. And this was something because it was so humbling that I was planning on keeping to myself for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so I was like, Lord, <laughs> please no. <laughs> Basically, like, can I talk about something else? And he said, no, <laughs> he just asked me to be obedient. And so I pray, I, I believe that my obedience honors the Lord and that it has helped other people because of my obedience. I can tell you that people from my church have came to me and told me that this concept has helped them. And I can tell you that this concept has changed my life. It's been a couple of months since this happened, but when it did, it absolutely changed my little life. With all of that being said, I hope that this message encourages you and is a great reminder for you to arise and shine. Before we go into the intro, I want to read you guys the scripture for today, which is Isaiah 60 verses 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Basic Bible Babe podcast. I'm your Basic Bible Babe, Brooke Ashley, and I'm not a theologian, but chances are you aren't either. But you don't have to be one to understand and fall in love with the Bible. So here, the goal is simple, to motivate each other to move past those things that stop us from reading the Bible and to become a people that understand and appreciate the Bible for what it is, incredible. 
So remember, the Word of God is for you and it's relevant to your life today. Let's dive in. I hate making people feel uncomfortable. I hate it so much. I will never be the one to say something that would push people to feel uneasy or weird, especially people I don't know. And I think it spawns from this deep desire in me to be liked by everyone around me. I am definitely a people pleaser. So because of that, I make for the world's worst salesperson. Both of my parents are in sales. So when I see them in action, I literally get stressed. I can't be in the same room as them when they're selling and when they're making their sales pitches. You know what I mean? And I promise you, if it was a competition between me and every single person in the world, I would come in last place every single time. I can't sell anything. If selling things were my livelihood, I would die. I simply would not make a dime. I would not make a dime and therefore I would not eat and I would die. I worked at a call center for the company that I work for for a little bit. And it was cool because we are a public utility. People were calling me. I wasn't trying to sell them anything. We are the only option for this utility in Southern California to some of their chagrins. They need us. So I don't have to sell them anything. That is until the very end of the phone call. We had to give a five second pitch for this third party company called Hook It Up. If that sounds like a terrible name, that's because it's fake. I don't wanna say the name of the real company even though it's not hard to figure out. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what the legal repercussions are, but the name doesn't matter. Hook it up was for people who were moving houses and hook it up would let you know of all the internet and telephone providers in your area and tell you their rates to help you find the best price and fit for you. It's not a bad pitch. All of these people were moving, so they probably needed the service. And yet you guys, for the life of me, I could not make this five second sales pitch. I could not do it. It was mandatory and I never did it. <laughs> I did not want to inconvenience anyone or put them on another phone call with somebody else. And I was just embarrassed. So let me tell you, the Lord's grace brought me through the call center because I had a time there, but it just goes to show I hate making people feel uncomfortable. Here's the good thing. I don't work in customer service anymore. I will never have to make a sales pitch, hopefully, ever again. But there's still a dilemma. Even though I am not a salesperson, I am a Christian. And guess what? The concept of one true living God whose name is Jesus in today's day and age makes people extremely uncomfortable. So where does that leave me? as a person called to shine bright to a dark world, but who is also a people pleaser who hates making people feel uncomfortable. Well, it causes me to dim my shine. And I've always done this. I've always had this problem. I remember when I was 12 or 13, I was in what I think was an evangelist session at our local junior camp held at the infamous Camp Seeley. Camp Sealy is the camp that was like featured in the parent trap and it's in Southern California. So the last that I saw at the camp is pretty worn and torn, but it holds some lovely memories of some of my first encounters with God. Okay, I'm at this camp. 
The speaker that day was a local pastor who I respect very much to this day. And he said, raise your hand if you feel embarrassed to invite your friends to church. This was a very simple question, okay, you guys, that I thought a lot of people would respond to. But would you believe that in a room filled with probably hundreds of juniors, that I was the only idiot to raise my hand? I had never felt more betrayed in my life. I know that I was not the only kid in there who felt that way. I bet you there were adults in there who felt that way. And yet, here I was taking a bullet for all of them. So, of course, with nobody else to look to, the speaker looks at me and he says, what church do you go to? And I sheepishly say my church name. It was a big, thriving church filled with the Holy Spirit. So he looks at me and says, Miha, that's a good church. You should not be embarrassed to invite your friends there. And that was it. He looked away and continued on with his message. Well, thanks for that advice. That's kind of like when you tell somebody that you're sad and they say, don't be sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So we know I've always struggled with this literally since I was young. So this brings me to a couple weeks, maybe months ago, not five years ago when I was younger and dumber, not a year ago. I am a Holy Ghost filled child of God who fears the Lord and has an active relationship with him. And I was completely humbled just recently. I have a relatively new job, so therefore I have a new trainer and I'm meeting new coworkers and, you know, just a process of meeting new people. So I have a new trainer. Let's call him George. George is a 6'4", 66-year-old man with a lot of spunk. He's amazing. He's the best trainer. He's so good at his job. He's very funny and very lively. And we've only known each other for a couple of weeks, but we are cool. Well, on the day of the incident, as I like to call it, he asked me what I did that weekend. And I casually mentioned that Aaron, my husband, went to a church camp. And he stopped me in my tracks. Okay, you guys. And he said something so off-putting, so offensive that it absolutely ruined my day. He said, you go to church? And I said, yes. <laughs> and he said, like Christian church? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then he said it, the nail in the coffin. He said, I never would have thought in a million years that you are a Christian. And immediately, I felt it in my heart. It tore me up as it should have. It should shake up my spirit to hear that. That should be a highly offensive thing for a Christian to hear. So I was sitting there for a few minutes, days, like I was still talking to him, but I, in my head, I, I just, I was like, whoa, what just happened? Why doesn't he see me as a Christian? What am I doing wrong? And then I said, okay, I can't think about this right now. I'm going to bring this up in prayer later on because I go home from, I get home from work and I pray. So I was like, this is going to be on the agenda. So I go on with my work day until finally I'm home and I get into prayer. And on my list is this question, Lord, why did he, George, why did he not recognize me as a Christian? And I ask this because I don't drink, I don't cuss, 
I don't talk crazy. I think I'm nice. Maybe I'm not as meek as the next person, but hey, I have personality, you know? So Lord, why didn't he recognize who I was? And before I could even finish the question when I was praying, I felt the Holy Spirit just tell me, it's because you hide me. And I immediately had an instant replay of all of these moments in my head, little moments that might not seem like a big deal to someone. They didn't seem like a big deal to me at the time, but the Holy Spirit was showing me these moments. When a coworker would ask me what I did on the weekend, and I had just gone to Las Vegas for a church concert, but instead I said, nothing, I just rested because I didn't want to mention that I sing or explain that I didn't go to Las Vegas for what everyone else goes for. But that was a moment that I could have claimed my identity in Christ. Another memory flashed when a coworker asked me what I had done after work and I said, I cleaned. But what I had really done is I had gone into my office to pray. Yes, I cleaned, but a big thing on my agenda that day was praying and spending time with the Lord. I like to read at work. So another time, one of my coworkers asked me what I was reading at home. And the truth was, was that I was reading the Bible, but I didn't want to say that because that's cliche and probably would have thrown them off and make them feel uncomfortable, right? What does somebody respond to that? And moment after moment was flashing in my mind. And I realized that God is such a huge part of my life that it takes a huge effort to not bring him up in everyday conversation. And yet, because I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, I dim my shine. And because all of these situations were small, I didn't think it mattered. But to God, it mattered. Because to my coworker, George, it matters. He needs my shine. And yes, George would have eventually figured it out he has only been training me for a couple of weeks. All of my other coworkers back at my old job knew I was a Christian. They tried not to cuss in front of me, but it should not have been a grand reveal. And maybe you're thinking, well, people should be able to tell that you're a Christian without you having to say it. Yes, eventually they get it. They figure out that that special thing about you is that you are a Christian. That thing that makes you weird is because you're set apart. But what if that takes too long? In Psalms 107 too, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. You guys, I'm here to tell you that there is something about claiming your identity in Christ, about claiming who you are. You are a child of God, redeemed, set apart and chosen. Let me tell you guys, listen to me. The world has no problem claiming their identity to you. They have no problem telling us their identity. They give us their pronouns, their sexuality, the things that identify them. And it's not limited to only them identifying as something, but they also want us to affirm their identity and change what we call them by. And listen, I'm not bashing any community. This is a wake-up call to get you to realize that the world is claiming who they are. I can too. The world wants me to believe that a man is actually a woman, and yet I can't ask them to believe that I am a child of the living God. What happens is that I'm afraid to inconvenience somebody with the fact that I'm a Christian. It makes them uncomfortable. 
But what I had to realize and what I want you to realize today is that this is a spiritual warfare going on, guys. And if the world is not afraid to boldly say who they are and what they believe and try to tell me their morals and force them on me, then it is time that I stand up with all of the assurance and be bold and courageous in the Lord. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twelve, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven, you and I are being dealt a hard blow. The world is fighting us with violence and they are fighting dirty using media, money, and power. They are taking down people with them to a devil's hell with crazy ideas. Like that a child inside a mother's womb, even up to birth, has no right to life. Or that a literal child can make the life-altering decision to castrate himself. And they are not afraid to say these things boldly. And I sit in the corner with a sound mind and wisdom from the Lord, and I am afraid to shine and to speak the truth, to speak wisdom, all because I want to be liked. If you are like me, and you want to be liked, I have bad news for you. This gospel will cost you your likability. If you are universally liked by all, that means you're probably doing something wrong. Jesus was not liked by all. John 15, 18 says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. So you know that family member that talks bad about you, that doesn't like your lifestyle? That's the cost of the gospel. You know, the coworker that thinks that you're narrow-minded and naive? That's the cost of the gospel. You know, that friend that thinks that you're brainwashed? That's the cost of the gospel. You know, that news channel that unfairly and biasly covers the world's agenda and bashes the morals and the standards of our living God? That's the cost of the gospel. The world will hate you, but remember... They hated him first. So I'm here with a simple message. Don't dim your shine. I read in the beginning of the message, Isaiah 60, and the Lord has been showing me this passage over and over and over again. And it's been applying in a couple of ways, but I feel like it really came to completion on the Monday that this happened, when this situation with my coworker happened. And the Lord is saying to me, here's the full meaning Are you going to learn something from this situation or just blow it off? So I want to read you Isaiah 61 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. You know, the word shining sounds really beautiful. So we can read the scripture and be like, wow, this is so inspirational. God wants me to shine. You know, it's like a like a ladies conference or something. But it's more like God wants you to be bold, ostracized, different, set apart, weird, hated. The world may hate you for it. They may not even know it, but they need you to shine. We talked about love in the book of John. 
the Lord's command to love one another as he has loved us. How about learning to love somebody who hates you? It is an absolute act of love to shine. Your coworker needs you to shine. Your family needs you to shine. Without you and your light, this world is doomed. Someone is running around in darkness right now, lost and confused and afraid, looking for a light. Are you willing to love them? Are you willing to shine for them? I spoke this message to my church just a couple of days after my encounter with my coworker. And since then, like I said, it's changed my life. It's changed the way that I talk to people. One thing that really was a big deal for me is I didn't want to tell anybody that I worked with that I sang. It was just embarrassing. I felt like it was self-glorifying. But recently the Lord has been dealing with me and telling me that my voice is more than something that I can do when I'm leading worship, but it is a weapon of warfare against the enemy. And it is an act of evangelism. I can use my voice as evangelism to more than people who already know the gospel, but to people who don't. So after this incident with my coworker, I knew I was like, I know how I'm going to, I know how I'm going to tell him. I know what I'm going to do. Like, I have to tell him that I sing. And I had just recently, um, the song Jesus with Draylon Young had just come out. And that was a song that I had the privilege and honor of being on. And so I knew I was like, I need to show him this music video. So it can open a door for me to talk about the gospel. And so he was working and I was like, hey, can I show you something? I pulled up YouTube and I just was like, I wanted to let you know, like I sing and I, and I, I sing worship songs. And this is one of the songs that I recently had the privilege of singing on. And so I showed it to him and we sat there and this song is a powerful song outside of me, you know, like it's. it has nothing to do with me. It's just because of the anointing on this song and because of Jesus, because of God. And so as we sat there, this big six, four, 66 year old man, just his eyes start welling up and he starts crying and it opened up a, a, a door for me to have a conversation with him about the Lord and just talk with him and minister to him. And so I'm grateful that I had that opportunity and that I chose to change my language and not be ashamed of who I am, not be ashamed of my God and of bringing him up. So I want to encourage you to change your simple dialogue with your friends and family. Don't dim your shine if you, if somebody asks you what you did this weekend, tell them what you did. I went to church yesterday. I prayed. I did this. I was able to go and evangelize with my local youth group. And maybe to some people, this is not a game changer, but to people pleasers like me who feel the uncomfort of speaking Jesus to people, it, it's life-changing, not only to you, but to somebody else, to the people that you're talking to. Be proud of who you are. Claim your identity. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Have you been redeemed? Is anyone here proud to be a child of God? Can you look at your God and say, I'm proud. I'm proud to be his son. I'm proud to be his daughter. 
I know I am. It's time that I start acting like it. Are you willing to shine? I'm done, but I want to pray really quick with you that we can receive this message and hopefully that we can be people who are willing to shine for the people around us and in this dark, dim world that needs Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to hear your word. Thank you, God, for your gentle correction that shapes us and molds us. I pray today, God, that if somebody needed this message, that you would reveal to them that you are calling them to shine, that your glory is shining upon them, and they need to stop dimming their shine, Lord. We pray a prayer of repentance for every time we have dimmed our shine, that we have hid you, that we have been ashamed of this beautiful gospel, because you are not ashamed of me, Lord. I thank you so much. We make a vow together to move forward boldly through this world, not afraid to shine, not afraid to glow, not afraid to be who we are in Christ. Lord, we thank you for your statutes and your word. It is beautiful, it is sound, and it is peaceful. We love you so much. I pray that this message would penetrate somebody's heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. And that's it, you guys. That's all for today. I hope that this helped you in some way. I believe I will have a couple more book breaks before we get into Genesis, if that's something that you enjoy. So I invite you to join us next week for another episode. Follow us on Instagram at The Basic Bible Babe. If you're watching on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps. But most of all, what I hope you get out of today is that I invite you to change your daily conversation around Jesus. You have been given a voice, a sound mind, and wisdom from the Lord. Use it. Don't dim your shine. The world needs it. <laughs>